Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani along with my daughter. Whoops, she's not here. Well, I'll get into that in a second. <laughs> and, and co-host Lauren Simonian, who is not here. Welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Well, as I said, Lauren is absent today. Uh, she has a very important commitment that had to be recognized, and although I fully support and understand I am very sad. Uh, I've come to look forward to these podcasts, as I hope you do. Uh, Lauren and I have a great time, and we've we've really fortified and, and solidified a relationship far beyond what it was prior to these podcasts. I, I mean, I've learned things about Lauren and and seen aspects of her just that just have impressed the heck out of me. And and I, it's a deeper understanding. And I I don't know how that happened, but it just just open my eyes to just just the vast potential that she is. So Lauren, you'll probably be listening to this podcast at some point, and you know how how your dad feels about you. But also know that, uh, you know, I'm going to try my best. And I know it's going to be half as good as having you here. But nevertheless, I, I thought maybe I might be able to offer, you know, some useful advice to those who are uh, diligently tuning in each week to our podcast, and I didn't want to drop the ball, so I thought that I'd be able to offer some inspirational kind of, eh, kind of not necessarily pep talks, but but just some some of my distilled self coaching wisdom. How about that? Does that sound a little profound? <laughs> my distilled, yeah, that's 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 good. My distilled self coaching tidbits. And, and that's where I'll go today. And, and hopefully anyone listening will be able to derive some perspective, some insights, some thoughts that may make your day today just a little bit better and hopefully add a little bit to your life. So without my daughter here, I, I just can't allow myself to, to kind of flow as effortlessly as I usually do. I will be a little bit more disciplined. And let's start right off with a prescription for having a great day. So let's see, see if you can resist the temptation of overthinking today. You know about overthinking. That's that ruminative, you know, incessant thinking that keeps us away from the present. And instead allow you, your day to just unfold naturally, spontaneously, and be responsive rather than neurotically proactive. So be responsive to what comes along in, in your path, whether it be uh, just the weather itself, someone calling you on the phone, uh, an impulse that you may have, but be responsive. Try not to sit down and orchestrate too much. Today's a day we're going to try to just let things unfold. And you might be surprised how effortless life can really become. You know, it was the late great mythologist Joseph Campbell who once said that we must be willing to relinquish the life we've planned so that we have the life that is waiting for us. So today, let's, let's try to lose some of the self-doubt 
Let's be courageous and let go of some of those chronic fears. And by all means, let's try to recognize that that negativity is a habit. You know, any habit, you either indulge it, you feed it, you starve it. And negativity is a habit. Stop indulging. Do this and you'll find the life that's waiting for you. Okay, so let's move on. Let's do a, another inspirational pep talk. And let's inject some hope into today. I can't do this. It's too hard. Yeah, wah, wah, wah. Thus speaks the voice of insecurity, which is the voice of defeat and despair. And we've all encountered that. We have that whining child in us who every once in a while just kind of uh, quits on our maturity. When everything in you is telling you to give up and quit, you have only one ally, and that's hope. Now, granted, when you're feeling hopeless, it does seem impossible to reverse the tide of pessimism that's pressing up against you. But just because it seems impossible doesn't mean it is. You see, hope is nothing more than a leap of faith. And regardless of your circumstances, if you take the leap, at the very least, your struggles aren't going to own you. And like any habit, whether it be the struggles, whether it be substance, whether it be uh, just self-concept, if you feed it, those habits will own you. So let's take that leap today and let's have the leap of hope, okay? I'm feeling much more hopeful after having said that. And let's go on a bit to another self-coaching inspirational pep talk. And let's stop making mountains out of molehills. Have you ever noticed how silly someone else's worries seem to you? You kind of say, well, what's your problem? Really? You're letting that bother you? How many times have you told yourself to stop making mountains out of molehills? You know, it's, it's, it's what we do sometimes. We have a small problem and we, we wake up all night long worrying about it. That little molehill has now become Mount Everest. So unfortunately, if worry has become your knee-jerk reflex response to life challenges, well, then mountain making is what you do best. And when you're making mountains out of molehills, the strangest things can seem very real. So insecurity, aside from making emotional fictions seem like facts, it's opportunistic. See, if you give it an opening, it will take you for a ride. So be careful. Be careful when you start to just slide down that slope of worry, when you start to look at something that is really not a big deal. And you, be not you so much, but your insecurity tends to make it a big deal. So be careful. Ask yourself, is my molehill becoming a mountain? Because molehills aren't mountains. Our projected insecurities are what make it seem like a mountain. Keep those molehills molehills. Keep the problems in perspective. and Don't blow them out of proportion. Okay, how about changing your perspective? Starting today, remind yourself of the countless problems and worries that have come and gone in your life. How many problems do you think you've solved to date? Thousand, 
5,000, 50,000. Listen, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if it wasn't true. You've gotten through every single crisis, one way or another. And these crises eventually become history, and you've moved on. Now, let me ask you a question. So what makes you think today's worries are any different? They're not. So get perspective and realize the resiliency and the tenacity and just the survival capacity that you've shown throughout your life. Trust that. Don't trust the insecurity that's driving you to feel, well, this problem is different. It's not different. It's just another problem. Your resourcefulness needs to come to bear. You know, sometimes we can't, we can't figure out a problem in the moment. Sometimes the how-to has to come to us. Sometimes that takes some digestion. Believe in yourself. Believe in all of the capacity you've demonstrated throughout your life. And give yourself a break. Realize that you'll get there. And it'll be one more problem solved and pushed behind you as you move forward through life. So what do you say? Let's move on and take a lesson from a bumblebee. Bzzz. Bumblebees are not supposed to fly. Did you know that? Their body weight weighs much too much and their wingspan is too short. You know, thank goodness the bumblebee doesn't know these facts. So what are the supposed facts that are holding you back? Think about it. Sure, there are challenging circumstances in your life. But it's not life circumstances that are holding you back or stubby wings. It's not life circumstances that are making you feel anxious or depressed. It's your reaction to these circumstances. So let's move on and become even more inspirational. <laughs> Finding today's opportunities. Every challenge, no matter how small, is an opportunity to grow in self-respect, in confidence, in self-trust. Every setback, and no matter how significant, is an opportunity to grow. I don't know if you remember from some of our previous podcasts, one of the things that Lauren said that was so instrumental for me was that when we face pain, physical discomfort, or, or someone that is obnoxious, and some, you know, the life's kind of challenges, Lauren said, we, we need to take an attitude that everything in life becomes our teacher, especially those things that cause difficulty. And I like that. I like that a lot where everything that we face and challenge ourselves with can teach us. What can I learn? As Lauren once said, what can I learn from this pain? So in the grand scheme of life, there should be no regrets only an appreciation for the opportunities to grow toward a full potential. So be clear about this. No setback has to really set you back, especially not if you refuse to let it. How about realizing your intentions? What stops you from achieving your goals? Ask yourself, take a second, what stops you from achieving your goals? Whatever they may be. What exactly is the resistance that keeps you from taking charge of your life and realizing your intentions? You know, as complex and multifaceted as the answer is to this query, one way or another, it all boils down to self-discipline. 
Yeah. Self-discipline, you know, and you could think of it as a muscle. From a self-coaching perspective, self-discipline is the ability to willfully endure the transient discomfort of changing who and what we are. Now, let's face it, you weren't born with self-discipline. You acquired it. And like I just said, it's, it's like a muscle. You need to develop your self-discipline muscle. How do you do that? One challenge at a time. Every effort you make to become more self-disciplined is another rep. It's like going to the gym. It's one more rep. And that muscle becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. Whether you're facing staying away from chocolates this holiday season, or whether you're trying to just get in shape or, or just become a better person, it takes self-discipline to stay the course. And remember, self-discipline is not something you're born with. You acquire it by exercising the muscle of self-discipline. And while you're at it, how about expanding your repertoire? Charles Schultz, you may remember him as the creator of Peanuts, once quipped, life is like a 10-speed bicycle. Most of us have gears we've never used. You know, sometimes when circumstances challenge us to respond in extraordinary ways, we look back and we say, wow, <laughs> I didn't know I had that in me. Another gear. So surprise yourself. How about we try out some new gears? Try them out today. There's a lot more to you than you may recognize. So don't become, you know, so, so kind of tunnel visioned in your perception of you and what you're capable of. You know, you're, you, there's a lot more to you than you see, than you know. Give yourself a chance. I remember Carl Jung, the Swiss psychiatrist, said, you know, the ego, the consciousness, it's like this small island in this vast ocean of potentiality. You know, there's instincts, there's intuitions, there's so much more to us. Find those gears. Recognize that as you go through life today, recognize that you are a formidable person and you need to recognize that sometimes it's just a matter of letting yourself not overthink, but just be. You'll be fine. So what's holding you back? Well, what's holding you back from finding those gears? If you're persistent and patient, you can only be held back from reaching your goals for so long. You see, steel yourself against the tide of frustration, setbacks, problems. These challenges don't determine success. You do. Yeah, and it's your mindset that needs to be, if not the front door, then the side door, then the back door, the rear door, the window. What I'm trying to say is there's always a way. Sometimes you have to be patient. But mostly, and here's the rub, mostly you have to be persistent. So don't allow sabotaging emotional fictions to tell you otherwise. If you think you can't go on, then how about this? Think again. Let me repeat that. If you think you can't go on, think again and again and again until you can. I don't particularly remember the, the little book from when I was a kid, The Little Engine That Could, but it sticks somewhere in my mind. And it was about this little red uh, engine, train engine. And it had to go up this hill and carry all this stuff over the hill to 
I think it was a circus or something. And, and all I remember of that little book, and forgive me for forgetting, but I was only about six or seven, was the verses, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And guess what? The little engine that could did it. So find that little engine in you and start thinking that you can. You can. You will. You know, we, we talk a lot in these podcasts about habits, how we cling to habits. Uh, and I'll admit, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. We, we become, actually, we become our habits. You know, beware of the saying, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Boy, all too often, we just cling to the short-sighted safety of our controlling strategies. You know, insecurity is the motor. And because of insecurity and feelings of vulnerability, which we all possess, you know, no one grows up in a perfect world. No one has perfect parents. So we all have these feelings of insecurity. So when we feel insecure, what do we do? Well, we try to then control, or I should say over control life in order to feel more secure. Now, over controlling life may feel like a better option rather than risking self-trust. But if you truly want to live a more passionate and liberated and enjoyable life, then you know, there's only one choice. You've got to realize that there's only one devil, and that's refusing to risk trusting life and yourself. So risk believing that you can let life unfold without your usual anticipatory ruminations, you know, the what ifs and I don't know, and all that whining stuff. It's the only way to prove to yourself that you actually will survive and you will. I can guarantee that for you. Don't let insecurity tell you otherwise. You know, insecurity wants to hold you back because it has, you know, that tendency to want you to just avoid and hesitate and procrastinate. It wants you to be safe, so it's not like it's trying to hurt you, but the fact is that you're not in that much danger. You see, insecurity gets laid down during those very vulnerable years growing up, and we carry that insecurity into our present. Even uh, in the book, I call it the child reflex, and it's that child reflex that was laid down many years ago, and it still dictates to us in the present. So I often tell people, when you listen to that little voice in your head that's saying, oh, I can't do it, it's too hard. Uh, keep in mind, does it sound like a child? Of course it will, if you listen, because it comes from that child reflex that is intimidated by life's challenges. You know, and going along with that, you know, you need to lose the word can't. Have you, have you ever heard yourself saying that? You know, I can't. You know, it's the whining, the whinging. I can't, I can't, I can't. I just can't be more positive. Or I simply can't stop worrying. Yeah, come on. That's that child reflex. So no doubt that buying into the can't ploy will get you off the hook by excusing you from action. You see, if you tell yourself you can't, then you get a, you know, kind of a uh, free pass. And you feel somewhat blameless because now you don't have to do anything. You can retreat. You can go back into your turtle shell and you could protect yourself from life. So according to self-coaching, just keep in mind, lose the word can't. 
You see, those who can't are those who won't. And the only time you can use the word can't is in this sentence. I can't say can't. Got it? <laughs> You're not allowed to say can't. That's the only time I'll let you use the word can't. And while you're at it, no digging today, okay? <laughs> Will Rogers once quipped that when you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. So when facing any life challenge, allowing worrisome doubts, fears, negativity to spin endlessly is a surefire way of digging your way into anxiety or even a depression. So maybe you can't figure out how to get out of your hole. But you sure as hell don't have to make matters worse. All right, so you're probably asking, well, how do I stop digging? Well, you use the mind talk. You use the active part of your mind to recognize that you really can dig your heels in and stop that runaway train of insecurity-driven thinking. I always tell people, what are the facts and what are the emotional fictions? And insecurity, of course, will just bombard you with emotional fictions. These are the, I can't do that, and all of that kind of self-doubt, the fears, the negatives. Insecurity is always the culprit lying underneath a lot of what trips you up and a lot of what, str what struggles you, you deal with, not to mention the precursor to anxieties and depressions. It's really time to stop digging and making things worse. Yeah, maybe, maybe you've become identified with your own insecurity and you don't see yourself as capable or a formidable person to handle life and its challenges, but that's insecurity. You see, what's the truth? And the only way you're going to get at the truth is by at least asking, and we, I call that mind talk, at least asking yourself, is that a fact? Or does that seem more like an emotional fiction? Because if it's factual, then what's the data to support that? So there you go. <laughs> uh, how about we make today matter? And I know uh, I'm, I'm going to make this podcast matter and try to wind it up because I miss my daughter. Boy, oh boy. I'm going to yell at her next week when she comes back. I'm going to get my uh, Himalayan singing bowl and uh, I'm going to pummel her with yammering but until that time, let's, let's make today matter. And how do we do that? You know, I was working with a patient recently who lamented, nothing I do matters. You ever feel that way? Do you feel like your days are meaningless? They become like a, a meaningless shuffle without any merit or purpose. I mean, I guess, I guess we all fall prey to that. And yet, who's to say that washing dishes is any less important than building a bridge or writing a book? Now, I know you're going to balk at that because you're going to say that, you know, building a bridge, curing cancer is certainly much more important than washing a floor. But who says that? Well, there are those, though, who could argue. I'm sure there are some uh, very uh, astute Zen teachers who would argue that, you know, washing a dish, chopping wood, carrying water, is as significant as anything else you do in life. You see, from a self-coaching perspective, it's not what you do that matters. It's how you feel and what you think about what you do that does matter. So if you really want to have a great day today, try living your life as if everything you do matters. 
Like, I'm going to say this podcast matters to me right now. Even though my daughter has abandoned me today and, and I'm doing this solo to the best of my effort, this is all that matters right now. And, and that's important. You see, building self-esteem, that's today's challenges. So I'm going to say that even without Lauren, this is going to be an okay podcast. I'm going to get out of my usual negativity and pessimism that Lauren accuses me of. I'm going to accept the fact that some of the things I'm telling you today may make a difference for you, and I hope it does. And, and I hope these podcasts, as we go on, are, are adding something a little bit more to your life, even if it's just you know a little bit of perspective. So in that regard, let's, let's just make things a bit more simple. You know, there's that wonderful Zen ad, adage that I just mentioned, and that's the chop wood, carry water. Finding serenity and happiness and meaning in your life doesn't have to, it's not complicated. It really, well, it doesn't have to be. Not if you just do everything with your full attention and your full heart. So that's what I'm going to close with today and ask you to do. And if you do this, you'll never need to ask what's the meaning of life. Hopefully, you know, through these podcasts, I know Lauren and I feel very strongly that, you know, we're trying to offer some perspective. We're all on this planet. We all share the similar struggles, some more, some less, but we're all human beings and we all just want to be happy. Happiness resides in the now, today, right now. Listening to this podcast is your now. And let's, let's take today and let's, let's make it a good day. Before you resign yourself to just getting through another day, you know, just you know, one foot in front of the other. Recognize what you're doing. You know, for starters, you know, you're conceding that today it's just not going to be an opportunity for anything worthwhile. You've killed the potential of today. And, and when you do that, when you stab the potential, <laughs> Lauren would criticize me for stabbing the potential for the day in the heart, we call this a self-fulfilling prophecy. And what that is, is what you tell yourself and what you believe or what you and your life will become. It's, it's a really strong fact. Self-fulfilling prophecy. So be careful what you're telling yourself. Stop prejudging yourself with short-sighted, pessimistic attitudes. Instead, open yourself up. Yeah, open yourself up to the awareness that every day, in spite of your whining, every day is an opportunity, really an adventure. The truth is, you don't know what may be coming around that next corner. You don't. So stop prejudicing yourself. What comes around that corner, it could be wonderful. Not necessarily terrible. That's insecurity. You know, as the saying goes, which I love, it's my favorite saying, when the pupil is ready, the teacher appears. And life can be your teacher, but you have to be ready. So hopefully you can begin to ready yourself. And I'm going to ready myself because I'm going to look forward to getting Lauren back here next week. And, and trust me, I, I will, as a dutiful father, have to reprimand her from skipping out on our podcast today. And I, I'm just being 
silly. She had a very important commitment that I supported wholeheartedly. And she has pledged to be back with us next week, come hell or high water. And we will welcome her, welcoming, we, we shall welcome her with open arms. And, and I, I hope you will join us again next week. And listen, don't forget to visit our website, selfcoaching.net, where you can learn more about our self-coaching philosophy. You know, and I have many books there, including my latest book, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression. I have books on relationship and dieting, all kinds of good stuff. There's some videos and very proud of our website, selfcoaching.net. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, well, it's not an option. By definition, victims are powerless, and you are not powerless. So remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. So join Lauren, who will hopefully join us next week and me every week. And let's make it simple together. Yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart.